Hey everybody, we're going to start off with some music by a friend who submitted some music to us. Uh, This song is by Kyle Lettner and it's called Harul Comet, like from Zelda. So let's go ahead and give that a little bit of a listen for a little bit and we'll start the show in a second. Welcome to the eavesdrop. I'm Brett Battistain, host of this show. And if you didn't know that, well, what have you been doing? Well, I guess starting on this one. This is like episode seven, so I'm not sure where where you're lot. I guess it, maybe it's the most re- maybe it's the most recent one. You're like, hey, I'll check that out. The most recent episode. I don't I don't know. I'm judging you. Be be who you are. So that was music from Kyle Letner. He's a friend of mine. That song's called Harul Comet. If you want to listen to some more of his music, he's got a bunch of that kind of like electronic style music. You can go to soundcloud.com slash Kyle dash Lettner. Uh, I like that song because it's uh, it sounds like a video game. It kind of reminds me of the game Wonder Boy 4 Monster Land in Monster Land or Monster World. I can't remember what it is exactly, but... I, I love that game, and that song reminds me of that more so than Zelda. Um, so, Kyle, if you're listening, the change the fucking title of that song. <laughs> you hear me? You sack of shit. <laughs> thanks for <laughs> thanks for submitting your music. Uh, if you want to submit some of your own music to be played on this show and be listened to by tens of people, then you should. Uh, email me at uh, eavesdroppodcast at gmail.com or you can get in touch with us on Facebook or Instagram uh, just at eavesdrop podcast network I believe is on is what it is for both of those Facebook and Instagram so you should check those out follow us on both of those as well if you wouldn't mind you can you know stay up to date on all the shows and all the goings-ons of what's uh, what we have in the works here uh, and there's not a lot on there now, but we're working on it much, <laughs> much like everything involved with this, with the eavesdrop, uh, we're working on it. <laughs> it's not great. It's okay. And we're working on it. All right. <laughs> uh, so anyways, this show, uh, if you don't know, we invite whoever to come be on the show to come be on it. It's mostly relegated to Facebook friends and and such because that's where i announce the show but if you're not on there we record every wednesday from 4 30 to 6 30 so come by the eavesdrop studio and you can be on the show if you have something to promote if you have something you want to talk about something you want to get off your chest uh anything you want the the time is yours to talk about whatever it is you want to talk about 
sometimes you'll come here and it'll just be me talking to myself and you'll get to join in and we'll talk or there might be other people here and you'll kind of just have to to deal with that and maybe overpower some other people conversationally so one thing that i really want to do with eavesdrop and the network and this podcast in general is i would like to use it as a platform for for good for charity or something like something along those lines i don't know what exactly but i would love your feedback about that because it's just been on my mind lately and you know we don't have a huge audience as of right now it it's getting it's growing all the time it's getting bigger we're getting our name out there it's great and the response so far has been very lovely and we've had a lot of support from a lot of really great people uh so that's really awesome but i would love to use this as a platform to do some good. So if you have any suggestions or ideas or anything like that or anything you would like to see, you should reach out reach out to us at the, the email address I, that I told you before. Uh, I guess it, it's been on my mind lately because I've been, it, I've heard it a couple of times lately where I've heard like rich, very wealthy people talking about how money didn't solve their problems. <laughs> and it just, it's one of the most aggravating things to me because, uh, listen, look, I come from a privileged background and I grew up, you know, never wanting for anything, uh, you know, as far as like the necessities in life, food, water, shelter. Uh, I have a good relationship. I had a good relationship with my parents. Uh, My dad's dead. (laughs) I have a good relationship with his memory, though. Uh, So that's got to count for something. But yeah, so I've, you know. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that it, you know, money solves your problems or anything like that, but it fucking helps for sure. <laughs> you know, it definitely puts you in a position to, uh, you know, not have to worry about, you know, there's people out there that are just worrying about where they're going to sleep or where they're, how they're going to eat or how they're going to feed their kids. There's some pretty harsh realities out there in the world. And I, my dream, my hope would be that maybe we could help to curb that a little bit. I don't know if that's wishful thinking uh, where I'm certainly not the first person to ever entertain thoughts like this, but, you know, we have a very short amount of time on this earth, which, you know, might sound like a platitude or an empty statement, but it is true. You know, the universe is what, like 13 billion years old, and <laughs> we have a lifespan of like 80. Is that the average lifespan? Maybe it's 80. Maybe it's younger. Maybe it's older. It doesn't really matter. The point is, is that it doesn't, it's all short. Whether you live 10 years, whether you live 100 years, it's very fucking short in the grand scheme of things. So maybe while we're here, we should try and and make things as good as possible and the way the world i'm not an educate a very well educated person you know i'll be the first to admit that i'm not super smart i say uh a lot i say like a lot i say you know a lot i'm not very verbose (laughs) but you know i am aware that while i'm sitting in this cushy fucking podcast studio 
venting about my stupid life. <laughs> Talking about my, the trouble I'm having with my kids. He doesn't want to listen to me. My son doesn't ever want to listen to me. There are people out there with very real problems. And, I, you know, I think, you know, my dad, I don't want to harp on this too much because I talked about it a lot last week. You know, and about my dad dying last November, and it, it definitely put mortality into perspective for me because that was the first person that was that I was very close to that I had pass away, and it was untimely and yeah, blah blah blah, yada yada yada. <laughs> but you know, if you know, maybe we can raise money or something like that. Maybe we can help some people out. Maybe we can all do it together. You know, I know there's at least a few people that listen to this show, so let's let's figure something out. Let's figure something out together. That's been on my mind a lot lately because I don't want this podcast just to be masturbatory for me to come in here sometimes by myself or sometimes <laughs> jerking off other people. You know, I don't want it to just be be that. And I like having fun and I like being silly and funny and all that stuff but at the same time every second of the day that goes by there's somebody out there who is just getting royally fucked by the world and whether it's circumstance or by design you know systemic oppression or you know maybe it's maybe it's their own fucking fault but that who cares People make mistakes. People do shitty things and get into fucking binds. I hate I hate that. That's one of my biggest frustrations, especially in the conversation of welfare and the myth of the welfare queen and all that kind of fucking garbage, you know, like or you know, the way we treat displaced people or, you know, homeless people or, or those, I almost said those people, <laughs> you know, people who have, are not in a great spot, you know, even if it is their fault, maybe they were uh, a drunk or an alcoholic or a drug addict and now they're out on the streets, but that doesn't mean they fucking deserve that kind of treatment, right? I don't think that means that they do. I think everybody deserves chances. Everybody deserves humanity. Everybody deserves to be treated, you know, like they're a person. <laughs> Not just fucking sleeping out on the streets or going hungry. That's fucking bullshit. So, uh, you know, sorry to get off on such a serious topic right at the top of the show. Oh, ooh. let's see if this works. We're getting a call from my friend Ryan Nowak. Let's see if this works. Hey man. Hello. Hey, can you can hear, hear me? You. Can you hear me? I can hear you just cool. fine. How's, how's my uh, ambient background noise? Yeah, what is that? What are you? Are you cleaning your kitchen? Oh no, I'm cooking. Oh, what are you cooking? Spaghetti and meatballs. Oh, classy. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, how's life in New it's York? It's good. It's good. Just moving along. It's time to get hot. It's summertime. What? What time is it there? Uh, like six forty-five. Seven. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Wow. Are you are you making dinner for like for your wife for like a special occasion or are you yeah. just Am I Yeah, am I on the podcast or is is this a private phone call? No, oh, you're okay. on the podcast. Right. I wasn't sure. I'm just getting you I'm just trying to get you I'll warmed you, up, baby. Uh yeah, making uh <laughs> making dinner for the pregnant wife and the unborn child. Um Oh, that's that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, What what's your what's your due what's her due date? Uh July twenty seventh. I I of course knew that. I was just oh. saying for the listener. <laughs> for the listeners who you what? you haven't been apprising them of our uh, my life. You didn't tell them about our phone call. Uh-huh. No, I didn't I haven't given them any uh, updates. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, even better. Yeah. So yeah, wife is. Uh, do I need to say who I am, or did you? Were you like, oh hey, here's Ryan Nowak. I I, I did say okay. Ryan Nowak is calling. Okay. Yeah. So far, it's just me cool. and you. Cool. Um. Yeah. So we don't have to have any other fucking busters in here breaking up the I convo. I if anybody else was there, they would have chimed in already. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, guess. I guess that's where part of the confusion was. Um, oh yeah, nope. Just me, just going cool. solo. You know, talking about some heady shit. Heady shit. <laughs> That's perfect. No okay. heady, like uh, lofty. Heady yeah, would be better, but I guess I guess you can be you can be heady right. Too. Oh yeah. What kind of? Uh, oh yeah, you can be heady and petty yeah, at the same yeah. time. <laughs> they're not. They're not exclusive of each other. Um. Yeah, what absolutely kind of, not. What kind of heady shit are you talking about? I like heady shit. Hey yo. Oh, I was talking about um uh I was talking about how I want to try and <laughs> use the podcast for good and try and do uh get some ideas on how we could do some uh charitable things. Whoa. So I was putting it out to the the listeners. Whoa. Uh Leo Cardoza just showed up. Hold on, let me let me get that that uh Unmuted. Cool, I think you're yeah. good. And I'm here to use the podcast for evil. <laughs> evil. Uh, who are we talking to? We're talking to Ryan Nowak. Wait. Oh, what? hey, Nowak. What's Hi, up, Leo. dude? What's going Whoa. on? A little hot. How you doing, buddy? I just got here and realized I left my AirPod case at home, so I'm sad about that. Oh, that's too bad. Oh, wait. Yeah. It's tough because... Can you still hear us, Ryan? Yeah, because I mean, you're, you're on my phone. Up a little bit, but... Oh, okay. Can you hear Leal when he talks? I don't know. Is Leal talking? Ryan, I heard him earlier. Hear I don't hear him now. Can you hear me? Oh, because you're you're on my phone and you're just plugged into the board. So it's the your the speaker. The sound that you're getting is coming through my phone. Right. Because there's not like a microphone plugged into my phone. <laughs> oh, so he's not hearing my microphone sound. He's just hearing me like from the far side of the room. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, anyways, so Ryan, uh, what? Uh, tell us about being uh, getting ready to be a dad. Oh man, um, <laughs> I don't know what to say. There's, uh, it's kind of nerve wracking. Um, <laughs> Well, thanks for calling in, Ryan. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> no, let me vent. Let good me input. Vent. Good input. 
Okay, yeah, go for it. Uh, I, don't, it's, I mean, it's, it's crazy, man. It's, it's hard to believe um, that it's happening. It's like one of the, like, it's, nothing feels real until I, like, have some sort of evidence of it. You know, like, I wasn't even sure if my wife was pregnant for a long time until I, like, felt the baby kick. Um, oh, sure. Yeah, I get that. Because um, she didn't. I, I... It took her a while to show. Um and yeah, and then it was just like, oh shit, okay, like yeah, there's there's a baby in there. And... I I will I'll, I'll tell you that that doesn't actually go away after the baby is born. Just like, hey Derek, what's up? Just hey, like man. not what because not well because like leaving things until they it, happen. It's like you know. Well, it's more like sometimes things are just so surreal in regards to uh, having kids yeah. where you're just like, what the fuck is happening? Is this, this is my life? Is like, there's kids here and they depend on me? Like, I'm a fucking asshole. Yeah, that's, uh-huh. that like, <laughs> is definitely like one of the biggest issues I'm overcoming is like my own uh, accepting myself as an adult, I guess. I guess this is like, the oh, final. for sure. I, we, we don't, I've never bought a house, but this is like, I guess, either the ultimate or penultimate. Uh, a lot of people don't buy houses. Yeah, don't worry. Don't, Buy, don't buying judge. a house does not make you feel like an adult. Yeah, don't judge me. <laughs> <laughs> houses is, I've, buying no, houses I've, is I've owned my house I for... I live in Manhattan, man. Nobody owns shit in Manhattan. Uh, so no. <laughs> I guess with, with that argument in the, uh, in the mix, I, I'll go ahead and say that this is like, the ultimate step towards parenting now. Uh, and I, I find it hard to believe that I'm there, I guess. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I a hundred percent can relate to that. And I, it's happened to me twice. Cause even with the second kid, I was like, I don't think this kid's coming. Yeah. <laughs> and then the kid shows up and you're like, I'm allowed to leave with this. You just, you just let me, you just, yeah. you just give it to me do you, and do you, I leave. Do you guys know I, me? I because I shouldn't have these kids. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, te- technically you can. <laughs> People have done like it. Uh, hey, we 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 got a we got another guest uh, dropping dropping by the studio. We have from Genuine Russell Boys. What's up, Derek Hi, Oster? To up? Hi, right? Derek. Hi. <laughs> I did. I did. It took. He actually listens. That's a sign. <laughs> well, he listens to my podcast. Oh, okay, he good. doesn't listen to your. That's fine. <laughs> your no shit. One, show. No one should. <laughs> Unless you like professional move, wrestling. You're right, but it's still pretty, I mean, like, <laughs> I can't say it with so much stake on it. <laughs> but he's, I just didn't want Oster to get too yeah, big of a right head. You know? it's, it's big enough. <laughs> That's fine. I don't expect you to. Um, I listened to the 100th episode, which was... Uh, which was really cool. Yeah. I, it was really, I liked listening to the hundredth episode. It was fun. Uh, yeah. You guys talked about a lot. I liked, I liked, I liked it. Good. I liked the way you guys, uh, you know, we're talking about, um, just how like your relationship to wrestling has changed yeah. over the last couple of years yeah. and how it's evolved. And cause I haven't listened to, obviously I haven't listened to all 100 episodes, but dumb don't. <laughs> well, I don't even like wrestling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just like you guys. Now it's more, it's more acceptable for people who don't watch wrestling. We've, we've changed the format a little bit. So yeah. That's nice. Yeah. I, I like it. I like what you guys are doing with it. Yeah, cool. I should listen to it. 
Do I've never I, I've never liked wrestling, but I have uh, come to appreciate wrestling. Yeah. Sure. Um, like when I was a kid, I was like, this is so stupid. That's obviously fake. Why does anybody watch this? Yeah. And then eventually I was like, oh, okay. It's supposed to be fake. Everybody knows it's fake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, it's improvisational stage combat, which is fucking impressive. Yeah. It still boggles my mind, and I've been watching it for two years. Yeah. I'm like, how do you guys know how to do this stuff without talking about it beforehand? Because a lot of times they don't. They're yeah. just like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to drop you on your head. It's fine. Whatever. Yeah. No, it's all like, uh, you know, nonverbal cues and, uh, you know, practice a bunch of moves separately. And then you just kind I of cut off for together. a little bit. Are you, yeah. are you guys talking Ryan. about improv? We're talking about the good kind of improv. <laughs> Worse. We're talking about wrestling. Oh, yeah. Fight improv. Yeah, wrestlers do improv, right? Long, yeah. Long do you, Ryan, do you like wrestling? Uh, I'm yeah. not yeah. wrestling. I don't I don't dislike it. I just don't spend my time. Did you watch it when you were a kid, like in its heyday? Um, a little bit. I when I really got into it was um, like when my little brother was a kid, and I was um, like either living at or because you would pile drive him, frequenting my parents' house a lot. Now I was a pretty nice big brother in that way. I was like seven and a half years older than I this, bet you were. Like I really like it wouldn't have been a contest. Um, at the time, instead, I just like was an absentee big brother. <laughs> <laughs> you were too busy getting high. Oh yeah, <laughs> true. Bad, true. <laughs> All right, man. Well, it's kind of it's uh, a little difficult to have you on uh, oh, while there's other people bro. in here, so I'm gonna let yeah, you go. Uh, uh, talk more. No, well, just... well, I don't. I I mean, I don't want to. I mean. Do you want to keep talking? I feel like I feel like it's difficult. I feel like we got to get a better setup in here to do this well, properly. Let me, let me just hang and see because I like I was in a room and I lost connection. Kind of, I think it was my end. Yeah, let me just see if I can hear. Can we, okay, can I, we do that, or can nobody hear me either? No, no we can hear you. Great, we can hear you fine. Okay. Um, That's really all that matters. I don't need to but hear anybody I, else. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, then just go. <laughs> Uh, but Ryan, uh, getting back to you, uh, having a baby soon, what's your, what's the name of the oh, baby? I don't have a name yet. <sighs> turtle. Turtle. Okay. Leo says turtle. Derek, do you have a name? McLean. McLean. Turtle McLean. Turtle McLean. Turtle All right. McLean Noack. How about turtle McLean Battostain? <laughs> turtle McLean Battostain Noack. I like it because it's a gender, gender neutral name. I was just going to say, did you guys know that we were... Having a gender gender neutral baby. Are you really? I mean, we're gonna try. That was the idea, but Caitlin also loves pink, and so that's a thing that's unavoidable. I now. love pink too. Pink is not for girls. No, it's tight. Um, I well, that's true, but I would I would say that it's difficult to individually break away from societal expectations and norms. Uh, without wanting to like start uh, uh, an argument with every single person that you talk to. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but isn't that just what we do now? No. Just argue with everybody? No. I don't know. Maybe I'm that's really, what you do. I'm really jaded. I, just, <laughs> I deleted Twitter off of my phone and my iPad uh, last night because I was like, I was really fucking bummed out the last two days and I was talking to my girlfriend about it and I realized, fuck, I just, 
everything that's going on in the world right now is terrible and i just keep looking at social media and then getting on getting in fights with idiots on twitter yeah and maybe i shouldn't do that you maybe. Sh- you shouldn't yeah um i i tend i can do that sometimes too and i never feel good about it afterwards yeah uh, i feel good when you fight with keith oh yeah old i'm not gonna say his last name <laughs> But there's an old old dickhead on Facebook that it chimes in on somebody's Facebook <laughs> with like real real cool conser- like very far right conservative takes that I think are just absolute trash. And uh, he I like it I like I like picking on him. There's <laughs> I try not to bully people. I try not to be like mean like outright mean to people unless it's called for. But he uh, he does this thing that's so annoying to me where he'll he'll like make like a huge bold statement about something and then you'll call him out for it and he'll be like whoa whatever happened to civility (laughs) all All i'm saying is that liberals are the actual antichrist all right can can you try not to yell directly into the microphone i don't think my i I, turn my headphones up a little bit it doesn't sound like i'm that loud to to myself there we go. Okay, yeah. Is that what you guys are hearing? Yeah. Okay, I apologize. <laughs> okay, because I was I was trying to turn I was turning you down a little bit, and I was like, gosh, it is not getting any lower. <laughs> yeah, no, I just couldn't hear myself. Sorry, right sorry. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I I don't. But that's uh, that's cool that you guys are trying to do like gender neutral baby person. I think that's like the way to do I it. Think it- yeah, like let them choose ultimately. But... I mean, right. the the bottom line is statistically most people are going to be cisgender. It's just it's weird and creepy how we're obsessed with baby gender. Like gender reveal parties are fucking weird. I agree. And yeah. everybody, oh, is it a boy or a girl? It's a fucking baby. It shits its pants. What do you, <laughs> what do you care what kind of genitals it has? Well, I I can only speak from for myself, obviously. But I think it's difficult for people. It was at least difficult for me to not, uh, you know, project myself onto my son, mm-hmm. you know, because he's my progeny. Yeah. And what you know, when he popped out, we didn't know whether what sex he was going to be when he was born. Yeah. Um, and so we we just left it to chance. And when I saw a little penis, I don't know, like I didn't care. I was going to be happy for you know whatever it was. But something in me like ignited when I was like, "Oh, I have a little boy," and I don't know if that's like, con- like societal conditioning or I don't know what it or if it's biological. But it was definitely a real feeling. Well, and of, who knows what your reaction would have been if it if if it had been a girl, you know? But but <clears throat> well, it might have been different. But I'm sure it would still there'd still be like a very biological innate feeling Mm -hmm. you know i don't know if it would be the same but there is something about at least to me there was about seeing somebody who like i was like oh a boy like me yeah (laughs) you know what i mean and it's hard not to project that onto a little person yeah because it's like i was like this so you should be like this or it's like hey i get to fix all my mistakes (laughs) yeah yeah exactly yeah for sure and like i get to and i part of me was excited to pass down what my idea of masculinity was Mm -hmm. to another boy like another male person to you know like you don't have to be like a tough 
meathead, testosterone-driven rapist. <laughs> yeah, I think that's yeah. the only way to project change for the future is dads like you who are like, yeah, like I'm not a macho dude at all. If I had a kid, I'd be like, cry a lot. Just let it out, dude. Oh, you no, gotta you be careful how you crying sucks. That's the reason I'm not going to have a, a child. Yeah. Because my son cries a ton, and it <laughs> drives me up the fucking wall sometimes. It makes me crazy. Yeah. But, like, my dad, like, I don't know if we've ever had a normal just heart-to-heart conversation. I've, he doesn't show emotion at all. And so, like. Really? Yeah. I, like, I'm the way I am because I hung out with my mom a lot. And so. Hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't, if I had a child, I would just be like, just do what feels right and talk to me. We can talk about whatever you want. Yeah, I mean, that's certainly, I think, should be the goal. I think the tricky part comes when you expect your kid, at least sometimes it's hard for me to separate it and understand that my son is three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And be like, he doesn't have the mental facilities mm-hmm. to express what he's feeling right now. Yeah, exactly. And so all he can do is scream and cry. Yeah. And so I can, you know, I can tell him like, let's talk about it. Calm down. Let's talk about it. What, tell me how you feel and all that stuff. And I will listen. And yeah, yeah. Th- that's true. But that, that doesn't always come across. That doesn't always translate to him. Yeah. You know? I guess, yeah. It doesn't yeah. mean he's automatically going to be able to do it. <laughs> right. and the other, yeah. Well, and the other issue is because, so my mom is a counselor. I used to do a bit about this. I haven't done it in ages, but uh, the, the other issue with raising your kid in a very emotionally uh, expressive environment is that you're still raising them in a world, or at least I, you know, when I was a kid, still in a world where that's not the standard. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. then the kid has to go out and find that out. Oh and, yeah. You know, I the the routine I used to do about it was, you know, like we talk about our feelings and everything as as a family and then I'd go out to to elementary school and I'm like, you know, Tyler, um when you call me a faggot, that doesn't make me play baseball better. <laughs> that just just hurts my feelings and, you know, maybe we should talk about why you feel like you need to use that particular word. <laughs> you're having some confusing feelings of your own. We can talk about that. Yeah. Can he only hear us? He he can't hear. uh, So, yeah, yeah, he can't hear through the. He's not hearing us through the microphones. He's just hearing me. Well, you know what? We'll we'll get it set up soon where we can figure out how we can you, like you can hear us better because we can hear you just fine but we'll figure it out so you can hear us better and we'll try we'll try again in a couple yeah, weeks perfect. maybe and then maybe i'll be a dad all right love you buddy uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what this will be the only thing you have time for <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks for the yep. encouragement all right, bye, all right. Bye, Ryan. goodbye all right take care
All right, now that we've dropped that fucking dead weight. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to have to listen to this episode just to hear us talk about him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's the entire reason I subscribe to the podcast. I <laughs> hear what you guys are saying. <laughs> I have, uh, I, I feel like it's a little bit of a double-edged sword to get back to what you were saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, raising your kid in an emotionally safe space like where it's okay to express yourself it's okay to say how you feel and mm-hmm. it's okay if so like if you're upset about something you should be able to say that and you're right you are not necessarily preparing them for the realities of the world yeah but at the same time the world kind of has that covered don't you think yeah and and i uh i, I don't <laughs> say that at all as a as as a discouragement from people doing no for that. sure i absolutely think that that's the way that people should raise their kids and hopefully we'll get to the point where enough people are raising their kids like that that that, that kids who are raised like that don't have to go out into the world and find out that most things are horrible right um but uh you know i think like for example that kid and i forget uh forget his name but he's like a, a an, i think he's still ident- i think he identifies as male but he's like an internet drag star and he's like 12 you know what I'm talking about? Uh oh, I think maybe I can't. vaguely. Yeah. I'm familiar. Um, like wasn't there an uproar because there's a, a huge amount of uproar all of the like the the religious right is you know calling it child sex abuse and all this right. shit. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I did see something about that. Yeah, and uh and I ho- hope I'm not misgendering. I th- I think he identifies as uh, as a, a drag queen, so a male just uh, you know, wears makeup and, and women's clothing and stuff. I think he still identifies as male, but I'm not sure. But anyway, um, you know, that kid, his, his parents have given, I should say them since I'm not sure, but his parents have created an environment where it's okay to live the way that they are comfortable living. Um, and that's a great thing. But then as soon as they go out and uh, like are, are on the internet and become like this, this personality, you got people just saying, horrible horrible shit for sure to this poor kid who just wants to fucking wear colors oh yeah for sure i mean that's incredibly fucked up yeah <laughs> it's super fucked up um the the thing that i kind of go back and forth i mean we're obviously not necessarily the best people to be talking about this wait uh, of course you mean not three white male <laughs> cisgendered heterosexuals are not right. gonna crack the code but at the same time uh Maybe I think more people in that group, in that subgroup of cisgendered, heteronormative men mm-hmm. should talk about stuff like this because yeah. that's how people learn. You know, that's yeah. how people change. That's how you change your mind. Is that's like, true. And sometimes you just have to talk through it to realize that you're being a fucking idiot. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, But I don't know the thing about like kids going through like, uh, you know, like actual like surgeries and like hormonal treatments. You know, I had this conversation with um, oh, good. my parents the other day. Oh, uh, about so that maybe same have some thing. insight there. Well, there was um, there was a, a PhD uh, doctor who was studying this stuff, and and yeah, my personal thing because I think the primary reason for um, for jumping to get people on to to get somebody who you know thinks that they want to transition onto hormonal treatment as early as possible is that they are more able to pass basically as an adult Mm -hmm. like if you start transition as a child uh then you know you're gonna you're uh, like if you're uh, born male then uh and you start hormonal treatment prior to puberty then you're 
you know you're going to be small or you're going to you're, you're going to it's going to be easier for you to right you you're know, going to develop differently a, like when you're going through like developmental stages yeah. of life um, for sure and so that i certainly see the you know the retrospective benefit of that for somebody who is i think you're number two Derek. Um, for for an adult who you know has gone through that but the flip side is yeah we are talking about children and you know, I, I'm not going to be the person to say that this, you know, a kid doesn't know what they're talking about or they don't know what they want. But, yeah, there should be some caution um, when it comes to irreversible or even difficult to reverse uh, things that that uh, that we're doing for somebody whose brain isn't fully developed. Yeah, because and it's dicey, it's it's dicey to talk about. It is because and the flip side of it really sucks because it is, because it's absolutely true that that a big part of the reason that so many transgender people fe uh, face the 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 um, abuse that they do is because you can tell. Mm -hmm. You know that's what like the the people, you know somebody catches somebody some catches, uh, you know somebody see somebody that they can tell just by looking is you know not the not the gender that they're presenting as and then that causes some sort of weird deep rage within them and all of a sudden that <laughs> poor innocent transgender person gets murdered for no good goddamn reason right yeah. and that's a that's a very real thing so it's I, I don't see it as clear-cut in any way but it is difficult because I mean when I was a kid everything in my life was a phase it was like I like this oh now I like this now I like this. And maybe that's just me being an indecisive child. And sure. So, like, something that big, like, I really wanted to do karate when I was a kid. <laughs> and my parents forced me to do it even after I hated it because they're like, no, you really wanted to do this. Mm -hmm. And I was like, after five years, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. And so... That I don't be, know. That being said, I've also I, never yeah. had a yeah, that's big thing. thing like that. It's yeah, it's hard for anybody who has never dealt with mm -hmm. gender dysphoria yeah. to imagine. Like I can imagine yeah, yeah. what it would be like to be a different sexual orientation, because a, a sexual orientation is literally just you know what are your kinks, and so I can just go okay, these are the things that turn me on right now, and I just take that box and put it over here, and then go okay, just put dicks right there. Okay, I can imagine what it would be like <laughs> to be into dicks. Um, but yeah, the idea of feeling like your body is just the wrong body, mm -hmm. I, I can't, I don't know what, that, yeah, and, I don't know what that would be like. And, and so it is tempting to be like, yeah, you know, I flip flopped on this idea, that idea when I was a kid. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I don't, I, I can't imagine that they're yeah, really it's a comparable. Lot, it's a lot deeper when it's something right that ingrained in you. Yeah. It's different than just being into Ninja Turtles for yeah. a while. Because <laughs> I also yeah. wanted to learn karate, and I did. Oh, I don't think we – how old are you, Leo? 40. 40. And you're 30, right? 31, yeah. 31, okay. So we're all of the – pretty much of, like, the karate kid yeah. generation. So yeah, I don't yeah. think there's anybody – Karate and gymnastics, those were the two things that I – and I never got to do gymnastics, but, yeah, I always wanted to – and I, so I studied uh, kung fu in high school and college. My my mom wouldn't didn't want me to do karate. Oh yeah, too violent. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I am who I am. <laughs> Cannot defend myself. <laughs> I probably can't either. And I did it for ten years. Uh, did you did you do like high blocks? <laughs> yeah, I did kempo, which is a form of self defense. Um, Elvis did it. Um, oh wow. Yeah. So and you're you're pretty much Elvis, <laughs> is what you're saying. No. Basically, just he just—he's he's not quite the, Elvis. He just has a pill problem. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, but yeah, I I don't remember any of it. That's too bad. Yeah. Do you think maybe if you were in, or maybe if you had your back against the wall, some of it would suddenly spring to the forefront of oh, your yeah. mind? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, for sure. But I'm scared of what my body would do the next day. <laughs> and we're going to find out during the next commercial break. <laughs> no. No, oh, he's broken. <laughs> he just folded into himself. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, that's... It's the thing, it's the thing, probably the thing that gives me most pause. Like, I've heard the argument that, you know, uh, these athletes that uh, uh, are transgender, they live as men and then they become, uh, then they yeah, transition to women. And I'm like, who fucking cares? It's a sport. Like, yeah. fucking, who yeah. gives yeah, a shit? First of all, it's a sport. <laughs> Second of all, that doesn't happen. Well, and the, the flip side is because the thing that I keep seeing is like, uh, uh, girls who have transitioned to to boys in, like in high school and are still forced to compete with the girls and you know they're embarrassed because they're like they're smashing all of the the girl records and right. but it's not their fault like they want to compete as boys but they are not allowed it, there is also a very interesting episode of radio lab where they did a story about a woman who was com- a, about to go to the olympics I believe this is a couple of years ago that I heard, mm-hmm. even heard the episode. So it was before that, but she, <laughs> when they were doing like the, uh, drug testing, mm-hmm. she got disqualified, not for drugs, but because she was a man. Right. Because but, her body produced more testosterone or something. Yeah. Something along those lines yeah. or like, a, I think it might've been like chromosomal. Is that mm-hmm. the word, the word you would uh, use? Yeah. That, that's yeah. a word. Uh, (laughs) uh, so there's stuff like that and it's like well you know there's so much fucking gray area already we like we don't have to like have it clear cut and defined more than that you know if it's already there's already weird shit like that happening that we can't really be defined you know in regards to the way they're testing people for what sex they are yeah uh so yeah, the only thing that ever gives me pauses when when it comes to kids and I I full I do fully believe that a kid has the mental facilities to be like I am a like I am a woman even though they were born with a penis, you mm-hmm. know. I fully believe that. But it's so I mean, I'm I guess I would land I, I would for my own kid, I would probably try to encourage in the in the direction of gender fluidity as they're as they're a child, rather than be like, oh, even though you have a penis, you feel like you're a girl. Okay, change your name and you know, blah blah blah. Like, why don't we just not worry about what your gender is? And you can wear skirts if you want, and you can do whatever boy thing if you want. Um, yeah, that's one of those things that I uh, I never expected that I would um, look up to. Uh, uh, shit, what's her name? Um, oh, Megan Fox as a parent. <laughs> but she's gotten a lot. Of, she's like she's made a lot of, of headlines because of this uh, this you know like uh, gender fluid parenting that she's doing. So she's got. I think both of her boys are assigned, or both of her children are assigned male. Uh, if she's got two, fuck now I can't remember. And now I don't remember if the, if there's one or two. But anyway, like. Um, there's pictures of her with, with her kid or kids out like in, in skirts and with, you know, varying different hair lengths and stuff. 
And so it's not about trying to, you know, eschew the the trappings of one gender uh, sure. and, and, you know, buy in whole hog to the opposite. It's just going like, I just want to, this is just the clothes that I want to wear. And I guess maybe that makes more sense to me because I was also a, uh, I mean, I wouldn't quite call it gender bending, but I, but I, I had from fairly early on a pretty strong resistance to the idea of this is what boys do. This is what girls do. Um, and I didn't feel like being, you know, locked into that. Um, so like I wore skirts in high school and I had long hair and, um, and uh, so I wasn't, yeah. I, hey guys. I, yeah, the idea that just because of, you know, that, that what's between your legs determines what you're allowed to wear is utterly absurd to me. Yeah. Right. And, yeah, I think that's really probably uh, how uh, probably I, I think a lot of people in our probably, like, subset of culture, like yeah. l- bleeding heart liberals <laughs> are probably getting more and more like that. So uh, let's see. Uh Let's take a, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, We're about halfway through the show. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to have a couple more guests on the show. I uh, I kind of I wish I would have brought drinks. That's fine. Um, I, we don't have anything here. Our our we fridge here is beer. We brought a few beers. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, I wish I would have known that before I poured this wine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only drinking this wine because it was the only thing in there. Uh huh. Sorry. I don't love wine. It kind of makes me uh. I don't know what what's your dear Oster? What's your favorite drink? Alcoholic um, drink. I like gin a lot. Gin. Oof. Yeah. That's rough. It tastes like it's, trees. It's delicious. Mm. Um, Leal? Not into gin. No, I mean, I have to say wine. That's my job. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> White or red? Uh, I don't uh, I don't see color. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> no, honestly, I, that's um, one of the... Uh, one of the first indications that uh, that you're like working in the wine industry, you you can't be you can't pick just one color of wine. Um, what? Well, but that would be. I feel like that's saying a brewer couldn't say that they like pale ales the best. You know what I mean? I don't know what I don't. I guess I don't know what a brewer would say to that question. I, well, they if they, they. I mean, I guess bottom so, line, like I I because I would have a hard time telling you my favorite style of beer as well. Um, because I've spent a lot, and I've, you know, I've spent a lot of time uh, selling beer throughout my career, as uh, and so there's so yeah, many, it's much so m- many to choose from. There's mm-hmm. so many, the, yeah, there's so many, the so time. many beers out there, and and as far as wine is concerned, it's much more a uh, a situational thing. Hmm. Um, but I think what maybe if you had those three, like or however many wines there are, you probably know way better, and you had to pick one. I think that's what the question comes down to, right? What's your favorite? If you had to pick one, yeah. one last wine to drink, the the last wine, the last, your deathbed wine. I want a I want a red or a white or a juice wine, one with <laughs> seltzer. I want a blend. <laughs> I want sangria. 
I feel like we're breaking his brain right now. I don't know. I don't know. No, I just I don't know. I don't. I don't know where to start with telling you what's wrong with your question. Yeah. No. I mean, that's the thing. It's like there's so much line. So you, I can't say that I like red or white because like I like Chablis. Like I like Chablis more than I like Zinfandel, but I like um uh I don't Which know. one of those would you drink on your deathbed? I would certainly <laughs> rather be drinking Chablis than Zinfandel. All right, so, All right, so there you go. We're on to something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There we go. Let's pull this thread. I was going to do this for an episode. <laughs> Maybe I still will. I was going to bring a bottle of wine, like a, a fancy bottle of wine in here and talk about it on the podcast cuz I yeah, dude. I did want I did I did my own podcast like that for a little bit, but I eventually got bored with it, but I think this format would be more fun. Maybe. Bring, do it. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I so I, I sell wine from, uh, I, I just got a new job a couple months ago, so I sell wine from the, the Southern Hemisphere. So everything is from uh, Chile, Argentina, uh, South Africa, Australia, New Zealand. Um, and there's like an insane amount of good wine from all of those countries. Um, but I still wouldn't just like as a blanket statement say like that I like Argentine wine because there's a lot of mediocre Malbec out there right now that, you know, because it, the the market got kind of swamped with uh, really Malbec's this. my favorite. Yeah, no, there's good Malbec out there. It's not saying there's there's nothing against Malbec, but right. there's a lot of like the the bar has been lowered. Um, but then this and, and so I and I I like Malbec. Malbec's usually a, like a really reliable. It's kind of like like a lot of red blends are similar. Like mm-hmm. they're gonna be the most versatile they're gonna uh like Cote d'Aron which is uh, southern France that's one of always one of my go-tos um for for red wine because they're all what like they work with a really broad variety of things and they appeal to a very broad cross-section of drinkers so like if I'm picking something to go to somebody's house um that's usually pretty reliable if I don't know anything about you know what their wine tastes are right um, well, we're we're back, by the way, and I forgot that we didn't introduce. Oh God, the, are, we <laughs> are we recording this? We yeah. are. <laughs> Record everything, that, baby. I was the same thing. I was like, oh yeah. We came right. back a while ago, listeners. You were pro- you you probably noticed when we came back. <laughs> we, we did not notice. But we 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 have two new guests uh, in joining us. We have uh, whose music you heard earlier. Uh, Kyle Letner's here. Say hi, Kyle. Hi, Kyle. Perfect. And returning guest, uh, Brett Haney, is joining us again. Hello. I just put the peace sign up to the mic. I didn't realize <laughs> <laughs> I won't see is that. that in case the microphone can't see your peace sign necklace? Also. <laughs> also, I'm wearing a peace sign necklace. <laughs> so, so let me get this straight. You're into peace? Like, you do want peace? Yes. I mean, uh, okay, cool. <laughs> are we all just trying to fight all the time? Yeah. Talk, yeah, on the internet at least. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Kyle, what's your favorite? What's your favorite beer? Or no, drink, not drink. beer. Is it beer? Whiskey. Whiskey? A nice whiskey on the rocks. Okay. Nice, Brett. Nice sip. Brett? Uh, Other Brett? Oh, just drink in general. That's a that's a very intense question. Um, well, I mean, you were just giving Leal shit about it a little bit, and uh-huh. now it's on yeah. you. On my deathbed, though, something like that, favorite drink. Yeah, I would, I'd probably go with Kyle. I'm a whiskey guy. I did uh, go to the Brick 29, I think it's called, one time. Yeah. and had like a 20-year-old scotch once. Mm-hmm. And nice. That was, that was good. I wouldn't pay for that again. <laughs> <laughs> 
because it was expensive, and the only reason I did is had a gift card. So, how how much was it? Too much for a drink. It was like a twenty some dollar drink, and I mean, it was just. I don't know. Sounds like it wasn't decent, not insanely expensive. It wasn't. Scotch, but I mean, for for a guy like me, I was just like, oh no, 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 shit, no. It's I wouldn't pay twenty dollars for a drink either. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were like talking like crazy. Like, oh crazy no, it amount. wasn't like fifty or over a hundred or anything like that. But it was still kind of like questionable. Mm-hmm. And the only reason, yeah, I had a gift card, so I was like, fuck yeah, I'm gonna. Oh yeah, try for this. sure. Yeah, if I'm getting like a free drink or something, I am definitely going like, hey, give me like the expensive stuff. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because my goal was at the time, yeah, to try scotch that was like as old as I was. And since I had a gift card to this place and I heard they had really old, good scotch, I was like, yeah, I'm going to try it. I'm I'm a beer person. Uh I just like beer. Like, I don't really like if you were to like really press me, I would say Kavanaugh. (laughs) <laughs> what Ziggy was that? What it was? <laughs> squee? No, Squee. <laughs> Fuck! Did you see the Matt Damon uh, sketch that they did parodying uh, him? Yeah, I think oh, so. It was really good. Um, I, I, if you were to really like press me, I would say that I also enjoy, like, I pretty much will drink anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, if I just beer, I just like beer. Does that make me boring? No. Yeah. No. No. I mean, <laughs> what kind of beer? Any <laughs> put, put the judgment hat on, like um, what's my desert island beer? Yeah, uh, de- probably Pacifico. Okay, see, I can answer desert island wine more more easily than I can answer favorite wine. Oh, okay, because that's a specific set of criteria. If I'm tra- stranded right. on a desert island, I want it's rose- hot. I want rose. What's going to be nice or with the Pacifico. seafood? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, I I chose Pacifico just because I feel like I can drink. I could drink that never endingly yeah like i could drink if if you were like you can only drink one alcoholic drink for the rest of your life i'd be like all right let's do pacifico <laughs> you know i would be kokanee i don't know if you guys ever had kokanee really it's I a have not had it's a canadian kokanee beer since college oh yeah it's it's my favorite and really it's like at albertson's it's like 16 bucks for an 18 pack it's like yeah. less than a dollar of beer and i feel like it tastes good so. <laughs> if if I was going like cheap, uh, cheap beer, I'd probably go Coors Light. That's what is Ty this drinks. riveting? Is this like no, I don't I don't think that I don't think the listeners are going to be able to tune away. <laughs> There's they, they engaging this content is. Let's all talk about what shitty beer we like. Oh wait, can I change my deathbed choice though? Mm-hmm. I would like to drink the antidote to not die. Yeah. To not dying? Yeah, mm. I would like to drink but the antidote to whatever poison. Is that, is that an alcoholic drink? What vineyard does that Probably. come from? Yeah. I don't know. I just Is that a Napa? I, I was just <laughs> trying to I, I was just trying to I was just trying to game the system. Oh sir. Gin sucks. Like I'm just gonna That's straight not, up say gin fucking I sucks. I, I don't wanna be a Brett about it mm-hmm. and I don't wanna judge you for your choices, but yeah. he's right and gin is terrible. I love it. It's, Why? It's refreshing no yeah <laughs> it's amazing it, it tastes like uh-huh. you can do it on the rocks you can do yeah. it with soda sprite whatever a little lime, bit of, little bit of pineapple like juice yeah, everything you're uh, saying my, my mother loves gin and i've never understood it <laughs> why don't you just go like lick a fucking tree if instead? i could i would you can i'm if trying I can... to grow a pine tree at my house so i can just lick it every day it's Ooh, not gonna be nasty. drunk though. <laughs> <laughs> um I... but i mean i guess if i had to choose any drink ever I would just drink Coca-Cola for the rest of my life. Oh, I would we're, never if we're opening it up. I to would any never drink, drink alcoholic 
beverages ever again. Well, yeah. So that's that's a whole different ball game for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Because if it's if it's like if we're saying if we're creating a like a, a universe where you can only drink one drink and it has no ill effects on you, so like you're not gonna get diabetes, you're not gonna get, have like uh, you know uh, any health problems. Yeah, because it acts of like this water. Drink. I uh, I would say squirt. Oh, Squirt is a top top tier soda. Yeah, my number two choice. I'd still drink wine. Really? Yeah. All right. Makes my. But I mean, yeah, like with with that caveat that I have to be able to not get any of the ill health effects that would come from drinking wine all day. But would would that mean you wouldn't get drunk because of the wine? I feel like you'd just not get like blackout drunk. You'd have some sort of a like immunity. Yeah. Just a cap. A a constant perfect level. I I think let's say that you still get drunk at the same rate that you would. So if you have one. Then you wouldn't be able to choose really any alcohol. I mean, you'd have to choose like a a rattler if you were going to. If you were. (laughs) Because if in this scenario, you can't have water either. Is that what we're Water's still on the table. Water's still oh, on the table. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. water's still on the table. Still going to be wine for me, um, but yeah, that makes it a lot easier. I love water. Yeah, I could give up Water's water. Great. I could give up soda, spirits, juice. Uh, ooh, coffee would be rough. Mm. I don't drink coffee. I could give it up. I don't want to because I don't because I like it, Yeah. and I like the ritual of it, but I, I could give it up. I, um, I guess I haven't tried, and uh, I haven't felt any compulsion to or anything like that i just uh became a black coffee drinker like four months ago after drinking uh, i've got like mild lactose issues so um i haven't used like milk products in my coffee for years and years and years and i always used like those soy or coconut milk so or whatever. Let, let me ask you this then why do pe- why does it feel like people who drink black coffee think they're like king shit i don't know cause i mean i drink I, I drink black coffee and when i did drink coffee and but I also love they have this uh, almond joy fucking creamer that's oh hell yeah danger <laughs> in the coffee world to me like it's so but yeah because uh, Ty drinks black coffee and yeah I don't know I I know exactly what you mean where they're just like they judge the people that use cream and sugar or creamer or they right yeah I think they do because I mean personally i have always thought i was king shit even before i started drinking black coffee <laughs> so let's just get that out right on the table obviously no um i i don't i don't you know i so my point was i was drinking all these coffee flavor these fucking flavored coffee creamers that are like almond milk or coconut milk or whatever and they taste super fake and they're super sugary and i just was sick of it and i was honestly surprised how easy it was to start drinking black coffee and it's um it just it's a different it, it's a totally different beverage really so that's and I, I think that's the only legitimate uh take on it it's not one is better than the other but black coffee is definitely a completely different animal yeah um i am way more like sensitive to the quality of of coffee obviously um you know before i would drink like whatever and just put a bunch of cream and sugar in it and not well, care if if you if you get the drip at a coffee house it's usually free refills so when i <laughs> yeah. when i was broke that's what I'd go hang out at a coffee shop when I was, couldn't afford a coffee maker or the coffee to put in it. And I would just, I'd sit there for hours on a day off using their internet because I didn't have internet either. And I just, it was free. That was, that's what we did in high school. We didn't have the internet, but we'd just hang out at Sherry's for Get hours. I was like, just fucking a $1.25 for a cup of coffee and sit in a booth for four hours. <laughs> How the fuck I, we didn't run that place out of business. 
I think I'm, I'm going sure the waitresses back, loved you. Yeah. Going back to your question, though, I think it's the same thing as people who like drink whiskey, like versus people who drink like apple teenies or whatever. Yeah, it's like it's that's that, exactly what it is. It's the same thing. It's yeah. like it's a it's a inherently a macho thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, I drink black americanos, but I don't look down on people who drink sugar it's i if i could afford to drink sugar you, or you do a little body, bit right you do it a little I, bit i was gonna right? say Come the on. fact that you said black americano he like put a special spin on it he's yeah like you do a little so he's bit. like yeah i, I don't I drink might. that black coffee shit but <laughs> I know. black americano derek one time you told me that you grunt you're you're like i grind my own beans in the morning i used to yeah i used to do that too it's delicious french press is it way tastes to better dark, dark coffee I, I got a i got a grinder and a a new pour over setup my brother got me for uh oh wow <laughs> I, don't get me started on fucking pour over coffee it's i mean like, i like it here's the thing my brother bought me this thing and i like the coffee that it makes it's, it's good but what drives me nuts is when you go to like any of the the hip coffee places in town and you're like i just want a coffee and they're like oh do you want like a, a single varietal blah, blah. and i'm like i don't i just want a coffee and then you order a pour over because that's the new terminology for just what, what about like the difference between pour over and drip coffee is I I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's a smaller like you're making it cup by cup, but like you'll go and they'll, they'll have like a, a little scale, like a fucking drug scale where they're like measuring out the proper amounts of of coffee grounds and water. And I'm like, this is there is no way that that level of precision is doing anything for this cup of coffee. I want one of those scoops. They have the scoops for their coffee before they put it under the espresso thing. And I don't know. Every time they scoop it, it just... If you go it's to fun. A, it scoop, is, scoop it and pack. Fun. I'm glad you're, I'm, you guys are all staring at me. Right I'm, now. No, no, no. <laughs> like, what is he I'm a, I'm a reformed barista, uh-huh. uh, so I uh, I playing with the espresso machine is a lot of fun. Where were you a barista at? I was a barista at Moxie Java. Nice. For uh, that was my first job. Which one? I think that's the best. It's an underrated coffee shop out of all of them. I agree. Like Starbucks and Dutch Bros. Like Moxie Java. Fully agree. Butterfinger Frappuccino. <laughs> that's my I fix. Like, I, I like Moxie Java. I I liked making. Uh, I, I like mixing with espresso machines too. I keep thinking about getting one for for home, but they're expensive. Yeah. Um. But I worked at Moxie Java for. When I was like 17 to 18 And then I worked at the coffee shop In a Hastings For a little while too And one of my biggest regrets in life Is uh, quitting that job Without notice mm. No call, no show Oh no <laughs> Well now when you put on your resume And they try to call Hastings later <laughs> you, know, you don't have anything to worry about right. So Yeah, unfortunately Because that place was the the coolest It was the coolest I, Hastings was my second job It's funny because everybody oh, nice. Everybody yeah. loves Hastings So it's really funny that they Went out of business, right? Because everyone's like Oh, I love Hastings it's like, yeah, well, like, Were you, you like not spending your money in, there? Yeah, you're like, like going yeah. in there And then seeing the as seen on TV crap And uh, and then being like Yeah, this was not, fun Yeah, leaving without buying anything Maybe buying something for the off the sale rack Good old-fashioned loitering I, You know what I'm saying? I did loiter there a lot But I also bought a fuck ton of things there especially when they were closing <laughs> actually no because all the deals were shitty like all the you good had to st- wait till the last day but then all the good stuff was gone they still had 300 copies of unbreakable <laughs> <laughs> uh i i remember one thing that i was looking for there was something specific that i was looking for in like all the different hastings as they were closing and it was a blu-ray copy of the raid 2 <laughs> 
and I was like, oh, if I, I would go in there like once a week and see how much it came down. And then I also, they had like six Blu-ray copies at the one closest to my house. And I just saw it like whittle away as the weeks went by, but I was still like, but I want it to be cheaper. <laughs> I, I blew a lot. I, I got a bunch of action figures all the cheap comic books and then one thing i did get was a collector's like it had the comic book and like the dvd movie that went with it and i did the exact same thing i was like it's too high if it's lower next week yeah i'm gonna buy it and i did that for like a month and yeah. finally said okay it's gonna be gone before i ever get the chance to hold this like holy grail of yeah it's like my real life year old self yeah <laughs> I mean, just waiting on your, you're putting your bid in, like, I'll get this, I'll get this action, this collectible when it's at like twenty five ninety nine. <laughs> but anything before that, I'm not going to get it. And you're right, just going yeah. back every time. Yeah. Checking on your bid all the time. I hear, I hear there's a lone one out in the Midwest still, a Hastings. Really? Yeah. I didn't. Like somebody, good for it. I, I yeah. heard or read it or something. Maybe we should all take a trip to the, the document, make a documentary out of it. We can go there. We can go to the last blockbuster. Yeah. I think that actually did close, didn't it? The one did in it? Bend, Oregon. Uh, I think there's still. I one think in there's Alaska. still one in Alaska. Yeah. There's oh. some of those where I'm like, maybe this is a huge hoax, hoax like ho- like Hostess when they were like, we're going out of business and everybody started buying out Hostess Twinkies oh. and everything, and then Hostess was like, ah. Psych. <laughs> We're not going out of business. Here's more Twinkies after you guys bought us out of Twinkies. Well, I thought Hostess got bought. It's not important. <laughs> I thought Hostess <laughs> got bought by another company and they brought it back. Good for them too, I guess. I don't know. That's like, <laughs> just some of those companies. I'm like, hey, well, they're about to go out of business, so everyone's gonna be Toys like, R Us, dude. Yeah, and then they're like they're rebranding and it's called like Jeffrey's Closet or something about the giraffe. Like, oh, really? Yeah, they're doing like a whole new thing they're probably think just it's going to be quite toys r us they're probably just going online yeah instead right. of opening probably. storefronts because that's where they were losing all their money right do i remember going to toys r us and getting playstation games with my dad and you'd have to go to that wall and grab a little piece of paper yep to mm-hmm. the game and then walk oh right right, 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 right. pull it out of their little game filing cabinet at that point how many kids are stealing video games that they have to do that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know. Like, are they just having, like, uh, just a flood, like a wave of little criminals coming in and stealing PlayStation <laughs> like, games? Like beer runs, but in Toys R Us. <laughs> yeah. Like the one, the oldest one that has its license, their license first. They're like, we're going to go to Toys R Us. Yeah. You walk in this, you drop me off at this store. I'm going to run in, take this, pick me up at the other door. Just going to take scoop. off. I'm just going <laughs> to grab a basket and scoop a bunch of games in there. Either either that or just run down the aisle. Some yo-yos on the way. (laughs) Squirt like the shitty squirt guns that they have at the front of the store. Dude, this is already a TV show, you guys. Oh yeah, it'll be called Little Criminals. (laughs) Uh, Supermarket Sweep. Dude, uh, I used to remember Supermarket Sweep. Um, I have a very uh, distinct memory of Toys R Us of a time where. My dad, I asked my, my, me and my dad were driving home from something and I was like, can we go to Toys R Us? And he was like, yeah, we can, but you don't, I think I was like four, uh, you know, at the height of like throwing fits about every, like every time you don't get your way or whatever. And, uh, he, uh, he was like, yeah, we can go there, but you can just look, you're not going to get anything. And, uh, we like walked around the store for a while and then we left and he was like, 
you're okay with not getting anything? And I was like, yeah, for sure. I'm just glad we got to go in and look around for a while. And he was like, all right, let's go in and get something. And he bought me a Ninja Turtle. And I was like, fuck yeah, dad. As you're telling that story, I'm like, what a dick dad right now. Let's go to this place where there's all this cool shit. And no, we're just going to leave afterwards. So that's, that's badass. I feel bad thinking that no. your dad was a dick tormenting you no a he was bit. cool he was like it was a good lesson it was like you know like if you just are cool about it then patience you, yeah if you're cool about something then you know something might happen like you might get end up getting the thing you wanted in the first place that's so. a yeah. great life lesson so yeah. was, a, was, there a, was there a toys r us around when you were a kid uh-huh. i forget did you grow up here mostly yeah okay because uh, I remember when I, uh, I I remember being super excited one time on um, we used to go to visit my dad's family in California and it was before there was a Toys R Us in Boise and my brother and I both really my my sister I assume too we we really wanted to go to Toys R Us because we were just like it's it's the mecca of toys right it's toys are us it's what they are we we are them they, they are, are us toys small soldiers. <laughs> Um, (laughs) and uh yeah i just remember being really excited about it i don't even remember actually going to the store i just remember that that getting all excited about getting to go uh what were you gonna say what were you gonna say i was the opposite of you i was a shithead little kid and when we would go to stores not even toys r us but any store that had toys i would just like put them in the cart and then my parents would like check out with them or like sometimes they would see them on the thing slip them in yeah and they would look at me and I'm like, I get it. And they'd be like, I guess we're here. <laughs> we already paid for it. Well, that's how that's how you get your parents almost shot in Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> well, for for in my scenario, I was a shitty kid that would just <laughs> whine and complain if I didn't get my way for sure. And I think in that moment, that that's why like my dad was like, oh, I'm gonna reward this because he's not being he's like learned yeah, to not be a fucking yeah. dickhead about it. That's cool though. Uh, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool guy. um, (laughs) Super chill, Dad. Do you take any of your like parenting practices from what your parents did? Oh yeah, for sure. Your children. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. So you can take your kid to some toy type store and be like, "Oh yeah, you were good." Oh yeah, because that's fucking that's gold. Like I'm so glad I I (laughs) I, came today to learn that. I've definitely talked about it on on the show, so I don't want to bore people too much with repeating it. But uh, yeah, there's for sure stuff that my mom and dad both have uh imparted to be imparted to me that i carry forth with my with my kids Good. for yeah. sure stuff like that and stuff like uh my my mom is much more of like a uh counterculture type of person mm-hmm. than my dad was uh so i got a lot of that from her of like be it's okay to go against the grain it's okay to be yourself you know you don't you don't have to like dude yeah yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) but my dad's much more practical and uh logical and um stuff like that that's the complete opposite of my parents really yeah my mom's the the stable one the like go to go to college after high school get a job blah 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 and then my dad like i have a picture of my dad in his early 20s like jumping off a 30 foot cliff with hair down to his ass like head first free spirit ah fuck it (laughs) But yeah, it, it's interesting to that you can get those from from the difference one, the differences. Oh yeah, yeah, they kind of can both seep. It's funny how much you do take from your parents. I think probably as you get older, you notice it a lot more. Uh, but there's a lot of good, like you can kind of like look at the good things that you got from your parents, and then it, it really came to light for me when I had kids that like a lot of the the negative things from them that I also have taken, where I'm like 
oh yeah you, you just get all of it <laughs> like you yeah. don't yep. just get the good things you just get all of it you know like the good and the bad well, that's so. kind of like what we talked about last time when I was on uh, about plants. Like, I didn't learn. I don't feel like I learned enough about plants and stuff. When right. I was oh, yeah, up. yeah, So, yeah. like, that's one thing. When I have children, I definitely plan on being, like... Treating them like plants? <laughs> yeah, Treating watering them, like, them, putting them in dirt. <laughs> the, th- the thing with plants is is you can overlove them, and, and that's how you kill them. So, you know, you just got to... Or yeah, make exactly. them a, a, a social outcast for the rest of their life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That wilty old plant over there. Just <laughs> hanging out in the barely... That one sunbeam gives it the life that it needs, and the trickle off the humidifier gives it the... Yeah, it's sad. Yeah, I was going to say, when I think of my parents' parenting, I more focus on the things not to do. Like the, the, things sure. that are, the things that I'm willing to endeavor not to... Uh, right. Not to repeat. Such as? Not, any uh, examples? The biggest example for me is I've got like a major body image issue, and it's completely my dad's fault. Um and and it, and he and I have talked about it. he feels fucking horrible about it because he didn't know basically he was worried that I was like gonna grow up and be fat and get bullied so he just pre-bullied me oh. <laughs> like that was ba- that's basically the synopsis he was like Aww. yeah he would give me shit about my weight and about what I ate um, because uh, because he was genuinely you know and coming from the right place concerned about me uh, about my health and me getting picked on and stuff like that but yeah yeah just uh, the way that he did it was was bad and we, we kind of backfired on him well yeah. we've that's actually something that's important to us my wife and I is making sure that we're not uh, we just try not to comment on our kids bodies at all yeah that's the best way to do and it. and whenever like we've had to tell like some of our family members because our uh, our daughter is a little bit thicker Mm-hmm. She you know she's just got a little bit more meat on her, mm-hmm. and so but she's how old? She's one. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, she's, that's, yeah. But that's a, normal. No, yeah, no, no, no. But take that baby to Pilates. <laughs> no, no, no. I, what I'm saying is that we've had like family members and stuff comment about like that she's like fat, like like oh I love little fat babies. Like they're not trying to be mean or disparaging. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. But they'll be like oh chunky little baby. I love chunky babies, and we're just like hey hey hey, don't don't start down that road. Like yeah. she's not. She's just a baby. You know, like just to let her be. You don't just have to comment about her baby, weight already. Baby shaped. <laughs> yeah, but my son, conversely, was like me, very skinny. Like mm-hmm. even from birth, he was just like, "I'm a skinny guy." <laughs> <laughs> well, what, we skinny guys. What's fucked up about it is that I look back at because um, I, in my mind, I my uh, my brother is built like basically like you, Brett, or either Brett's. Like he's you know he's a skinny dude, and and he always has been. Um, and that's my dad's build. Um, and in my mind, the way that I imagine us having looked respectively, uh, is I imagine that I was much heavier. Like I was noted, it was, you know, like a, a Harry Potter, Dudley Dursley situation. <laughs> but I look back at pictures of us and I didn't look, I was never a fat kid. I just thought I was. And I like, uh, and I yeah. retcon that into, into my own memory because of, because of this mistake that my dad made um sure and i still fucking deal with the 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 the, the results of well that's the fear right that's the fear of like being a parent is like you never you don't really know 
there's not really like a good template for it necessarily. Yeah. So, and everything, everything you're doing or saying at any time could be potentially scarring your child for life. Yeah. No, it's mm -hmm. everything is, even if you think they're not watching, no matter, yeah. no matter <laughs> yeah, how exactly. hard you're trying, you're doing something wrong for and sure. And you're going to, and, and there, and your kid is going to grow up and write a book about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. Like there's for sure, for sure things that are, um, that I, I do with my kids where I'm like, I'm in, in the moment, I'm like, this is not good parenting. <laughs> <laughs> like I am, I am for sure in some way screwing this kid up and I don't, I don't know what, how, I, I don't know how it's going to manifest in the future. I have moments where I'm like doing something. I'm like, oh, thank God. I don't have children right <laughs> now. <laughs> this is wrong. Oh, yeah. I don't think. I, 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 Should I be raising a human? I don't think so. It's a good thing I'm not yet. You okay. know what? It's not for everybody. <laughs> I'll say that. It's not for everybody. It's you gotta really you gotta really want it. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, you could. I, I, yeah. No, all all my friends who have become parents, they that's that's now their life, and that's that's a beautiful thing. Anybody who's like, dude, I can't hang out. Like, wife's working, I'm working. You know, I gotta watch the kid or whatever. I'm like. Do it. Fucking do it. Because you know what you're doing? Better than a lot of other dads right now. <laughs> if you are sacrificing your time, your time, your being. All. Yeah. So and that, just, I think that's my problem. I'd have a kid. I'd have a kid and be like my dog. Like the kids just coming everywhere. Oh, you want to hang out? Yeah. Little, little Brett or whatever the kid's little <laughs> name is at the time. Yeah. He's coming along with me. Yeah, that can that can bite you in the ass. I'm sure it can. Quick. That's why I'm not a that's why I'm not a father. <laughs> so yeah. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. You, yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, because you because sometimes like when it happens, you realize that like babies are kids are such high maintenance sometimes, and like kids can just die. You know, like kids can just die. For, like yeah. you can like take your eyes off them for a second, and they could get abducted, or they could just yeah. get hit by a car. Have you guys seen Pet Cemetery? <laughs> Like the first half of that movie is very realistic <laughs> up until the kid dies. And then when he's obviously right. Anyways, hey, don't uh, spoil it. I haven't seen it. Have you not seen the original? I don't think so. I was I so talking about childhood and everything. I was definitely a little more of a under a sheltered blanket, uh, not exactly a structure, but it was definitely that it was a very, uh, it was a very well-constructed tent of like, don't sure. look. So I didn't, I didn't get like the first time when I was growing up, my parents didn't even let me or want me to watch the Simpsons. And so I'd always go over to my friend's house and watch them. But at the same time, like the first time I saw, the first time I saw a tit on screen was Titanic. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> like, but it, it just, it was, it's, it's weird to grow up from that little shelterness. I mean, if you do that, your kids are going to, if they don't figure it out on their own, they're going to end up living under that shelter and then putting another layer to the point where, unfortunately, you know, you're, you're going to get those people that. So if you, you're, if you're, if you're growing up in this sheltered life, how exactly how incredibly horny did you get when you saw Kate Winslet naked in Titanic? Because I, I saw said that. first hit on screen, not in real life. Uh, I okay. What's I, the, I, what distinction are you making right magazines, now? Magazines, man. Oh, oh gotcha, 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 um, gotcha, gotcha. But it it was really awkward because you know I was watching it with my mom. 
Oh, same. Mm. So it's what's even more. That's why awkward. I was so horny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what that means. Uh, <laughs> but was what is even more awkward is like my best friend at the time. He actually went to Spain for a uh, exchange student program, and like we were over at his house every weekend. So second mom kind of deal, and she's like, "I miss you guys. Let me take you to a movie." And we were probably. 13 my brother and i at the time and she took us to american pie 2 <laughs> and this is the lady to the day that still like you need to find jesus in your heart oh god your wow. father would want you to but find she was jesus. okay with american pie 2 <laughs> i don't she know, just if, not know? I, I don't know like <laughs> maybe she was like oh this is how i bond i, I what I, what'd she say when you guys were that was a good flick. You know, like, what'd she say when you I know it was just I like, really quiet and I like awkward. that Stifler character. <laughs> does, does the second movie have tit in it? Because the first movie's got uh, Elizabeth, not Elizabeth Shit. Banks, but... Uh, yeah, the sexual assault scenes. Yeah. 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 I'm pretty sure the, never seen him. the foreign really? chick that he that he dates or whatever. That no, that was the first one. That was the first, yeah, the first one. one. Yeah, Shannon Elizabeth. It yeah. was doesn't first. she come back? She comes back. She comes it. back, but she doesn't get undressed. Mm. I mm. know. <laughs> yeah. For sure. <laughs> I've watched these over a hundred times. I've <laughs> yes. been around the block. Welcome to the American Pie Podcast. <laughs> well, uh, There's yeah. a pie in the room right now. In the center room. of the table. <laughs> it wouldn't be there anymore. Join us for the second half of the show it's when sure. Brett's going to fuck a pie. <laughs> oh, where Which it? one you guess? <laughs> Both <laughs> at the same time. I, uh, I've been fucking a pie this whole time, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was actually... Uh, American Pie was like an early um, uh, masturbatory movie for me because of that scene with Shannon Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you guys have any like um, pause, like freeze frame movies oh, from yeah. when you were growing up? Uh, Airplane. There's like one, there's one shot uh, just completely like okay. the most gratuitous of gratuitous <laughs> boob shots. Uh, when everything starts going haywire and they're going to crash and everybody's freaking out and like people are choking each other and fighting. And then right. just across the street like a woman literally just shot from like collarbone to navel just boo like runs into the shot <laughs> stares boobs onto the, cam- the to the camera and then runs out of the shot That's and you were and you would freeze you would uh, pause it yeah, I would totally and just be like i didn't have a movie but it was the toxic music video by britney spears mm. oh behave oh. yeah over there oh my goodness but i also i also did have paper pornography well, so I don't. I had I had paper pornography that I found actually outside of Hastings. <laughs> uh, funny enough, because uh, I used to live by right next to one, and I would just go to their dumpster and I would look for porn, <laughs> and I found a bunch of it for a while. It's a, a good system. Uh, but my parents threw it out. They yeah. found it and then threw it out, and then I just had to. And then you just go right back Make to the trash. Right? <laughs> like, no, because they stopped. I stopped finding it in there. Oh, what a shame! I, w- I was I, a terrible child because I, I was, I was a suspicious, suspicious child. So I would, once a week, rummage through my mom's drawers, see if I couldn't find any goodies. And this one time, I found a magazine and an envelope that was my dad's old line that was still coming in the house before it got canceled, and. Uh, I took the magazine out of the envelope and I left the envelope in the drawer. Mm -hmm. And then I came home from school one day, like I hit it, like my dresser or my bed had the headboard and the little crack. So I hit it in there 
And I came home from school and my bed was like, it looked like a bomb went off in my bed. Like my mom found out that I had found this magazine. So you had taken it and out? she got She found the one magazine. Furious. She's like, there's probably more in the mattress. <laughs> so taking a knife to it, tearing it up. Feathers flying all over the place. And I found some of those in her drawers too. <laughs> I remember getting busted by my parents for porn twice. One was because my dad had a Playboy subscription and I took one of them and I hid it out behind the garage and then it got rained on and so I was in trouble for ruining it. Cause <laughs> it was a collectible. Because those cost $5. Uh, and then the other time was I had a friend who was like my same age but and you know I was like preteen uh, but his parents let him have a ridiculous selection of like the skanky porn like the sub playboy porn like and hustler I, and yeah yeah and uh and i this, borrowed this a like score magazine really big tits. yeah all <laughs> the way through uh and uh and i had borrowed like one of his magazines and stuck it in like i wedged it in a chair in the garage and my parents found it and i, was, I remember being watching tv like sitting in this chair my parents walked up behind me and my dad just tosses the magazine on my lap <laughs> i was like what's that uh, you should know. Uh, <laughs> oh no! Uh, magazine. Where'd you get it? Uh, Chad's house. <laughs> I don't remember what the kid's name was. Chad. He's he's a real Chad. Yeah. <laughs> my first Playboy was. Uh, I went to visit my. So my I have an uncle that's only five years older than I am. <laughs> nice. And uh, I went to visit my grandpa, and so I was like up in my old uncle's room because everything. Like, they live out. Oh shit, they live in oh. Moore, Idaho, and it's like right outside of Arco. If you know where that is, it's just this little tiny. It's right. Like it's fucking far. The middle of nowhere for it, listeners outside right. of Idaho. Yeah, it's the, it's literally the middle of nowhere, and um, yeah, I went there with my mom one time, and I was up there, found the Playboy, and I was like, oh shit game changer (laughs) left it and then like the next time we came back and you know i went to check it was still there and it was still there because my uncle didn't live there anymore you know he was an adult ish and had moved out so yeah i snagged that took it back to boise or living and like it was intense got some good use out of it yeah it was uh it (laughs) did some paper mache um (laughs) oster i had a uh I, i feel like you saying Britney Spears toxic? I feel like I can relate to that. I don't. Mm. I was su- such a horny little kid because <laughs> Britney like, Spears was a babe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I you know what mine was was uh, Christina Aguilera's dirty video. Mm, it was dirty. <laughs> it was very dirty, and uh-huh. I, something about that just spoke to me as like just a horny little kid where I was like, she is dirty and she is into it. <laughs> One of the other ones for me was uh, Vanity Fair. Because va- yeah, because my right. parents had a you know totally legit subscription to that, and uh, <laughs> and because you know th- and uh, there were a couple of different spread. I remember the Demi Moore one, um, not not the she was the pregnant one too, wasn't she? Yeah, she she had the the cover where she was pregnant and like covering her, uh, but there was also one where she was painted all in body paint, <laughs> so she was you know naked oh. but covered in body paint. 
And you were like, ooh, just like, under that thin layer of body <laughs> is flesh. I can, I can make out all the details. I can I can imagine. The contours. I can ma imagine it's different colors. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just use a little. You, yeah, you used to have to use uh, a little bit of imagination sometimes. <laughs> yeah. At least I would. These spoiled little sons of bitches now. Oh, my goodness. The whole world of the internet. You realize, like, how precious porn was before the internet. I found a mangled disgusting porn magazine in literally in the gutter once and i kept it until my parents found it underneath my bed my my first porn dvd was some random spanish speaking porno that i found one time and i was just like all right well you know <laughs> like get while the getting's good i guess because mm -hmm. I, <laughs> I don't even know um what, what? The, the first porn dvd i had <clears throat> I was 18. Like, I was, I was skating, boarding, hardcore. It was a skateboard slash porn video. So they would show skate clips, and oh, they'd go to gosh. porn clips, and then eventually the skate clip turned into a porn clip in the middle of the skate park. Oh, and then wow. there was a midget. Oh, my gosh. Little person. <laughs> Little person. That's not, that, seems, that seems like a pretty good product. Like, I was, I was yeah. just like, holy shit. I like tits. I like skateboarding. They're in the same fucking... And around that time, DVD was around. Like, everyone's oh, just okay. like, yeah. yeah. And you're just cranking it We're to on. Smith grinds. You're just like, oh, that sweet <laughs> yeah. fucking K grind. Oh, my gosh. It was, it was a 360. I could, only, I could only finish if they did a 360 flip. <laughs> Into a rail slide. You got dual screens playing Tony Hawk. Skater 2 at the same time. <laughs> like, what Ooh, is happening? Best right soundtrack now? ever. The best Great. soundtrack. Uh, I love Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Oh, fuck yeah. The first two are cl classics. Mm, straight up classics. Up to American Laceland. No. I oh played, my God. Get I the fuck out of here. So much Tony Hawk when I was a kid. Tony Hawk 3 and Tony Hawk 4 suck. Uh, But mm, Tony Hawk's Underground is very I fun. I. Oh. Have the last one they made for the Wii, I think. Whatever the, that the one, one was. with the skateboard. No, I actually I did do that one. Also I, I, I got that one. Yeah, no, it was it was it was terrible. Kick flipping. It no, it just it sucked, yeah. man. You know what skateboarding game is bad? Skate. Skate. No. Skate or die. No. I want all my stuff to be fake. I don't want. Are you talking about Thrasher on I don't PlayStation? Want to... That uh, game was awesome. Thrasher State Skater Die. That game was that game ruled. I don't know. I don't think I ever played it. You could be like mid air and then just like, okay, I'm gonna bail and you go ragdoll. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that game was cool, but it didn't have enough levels. There is very, if I remember, there they were just they were small is, too. Is Skater yeah. Die the one with the bees, where bees would attack you? Oh, uh, I don't think so. No, okay. no, that might. Are you thinking of like the cabinet? Like, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. I think that's called 720. Okay. That game's sick. Skater Die was a PlayStation game. It was a precursor, I think. It came out before Tony Hawk's Pro mm -hmm. Skater, maybe. Probably. But it, it didn't have like real skateboarders in it. That's why Tony Hawk's Pro Skater was so cool, is like it had real skateboarders in it. it had yeah. more money. Did you guys money. ever play um, SSX Tricky or whatever? The oh, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because you could like get out of the bindings and stuff. You can do and, the like, worm on your board. Yeah, shit. <laughs> so crazy. So yeah, crazy. Uh, but skate is the best skateboarding game. Skate three technically is the best skateboarding game of all time. Mm -mm. Um, it is. Uh, Too but, hard. But uh, uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater two has hands down one of the best fucking soundtracks to any game ever. It had like sweet punk bands mm -hmm. that yeah, I, like I sure. still like to this day. They were uh, all his friends too. They didn't pay them anything. Oh, really? really? Yeah.
they were they were just like we were just trying to get favors because we didn't have that big of a budget yet and even then, for like the even for like the next ones like after the first after one. after the fact he wasn't involved anymore um, um there's an article on noisy where he ranks the soundtracks and he talks about it all it's uh, great he being tony hawk tony hawk yeah okay I mean, <laughs> that's cool generally speaking because i played uh tony hawk one through four and underground and american wasteland and I think they all have pretty kick-ass soundtracks. They did. The American Wasteland was fun. It was the first time I heard a lot of punk bands that I like now, but it was other bands covering them. Uh, the first the first one has my favorite Dead Kennedy song, Police Truck. Uh, I love that song. Do you guys remember that one? There's like, that we got the truck. We're going downtown, gonna be no more wrong. No, gonna drive, I'll bring the man. Pretty you cool, huh? <laughs> no, I, I I love that tune, but it, it just have. Do you listen to Queens of the Stone Age at all? No, they their newer stuff is very, like it's very similar to what you were just saying. Like, oh. it, and I think you would like it. Maybe, That's all I'm maybe saying. I would. Uh, the the singer to that band is married to one of my celebrity crushes. Uh, from Queens. The or, lead singer, yeah, yeah, of Queens of the Stone Age, is married to my one of my celebrity crushes. Who is it? It's Brody Dow. She was the singer of the band The Distillers. Oh, and, sick! And oh no shit! That she, makes a lot of sense, though. And she has uh, become like I didn't have a crush on her when she was in The Distillers, uh, but now that she's uh, she's kind of like calmed down the punkness <laughs> and doesn't have like Liberty Spikes anymore, she is fucking beautiful <laughs> like she is she's a legit hottie and i i love her what was it and she what? makes <laughs> she makes great music still but aren't the distillers back i don't know if if they I are think they that's are. awesome yeah but, or at uh, least they're playing shows again or something i did not know that yeah uh that's really awesome i maybe i'll Maybe Brett's, I should try and go. Brett's <laughs> checking his budget right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's the next available flight? Oh, I'm checking my Expedia points. <laughs> <laughs> try and get a free flight out of this. Uh, yeah, she's she's a. Yeah, I, I love no, her. You're, you're right. She's she's a, she's a good looker. Oh, did you just look it up? I just looked it up. Here, grab grab that grab that remote for me really quick. God. <laughs> <laughs> we'll bring up, we'll bring up, see if we can bring up a picture of her so we can all see her. For the fans, we're yeah, just but... looking at babes over here. <laughs> Talking about porn, looking about, looking at, <laughs> looking at hot rock stars. This, yeah, this, this started... portion of the show is not for listeners. <laughs> <laughs> well, listeners, Google I, along I, I with will, us. I will edit this out. <laughs> you never edit anything out. Hey, I, Brett, I they're, do. They're Dude, coming. I do. Hey, Brett, good, <laughs> they're, they're coming here on September 9th. No shit, really? No shit. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. You better get her some flowers. <laughs> that's yeah. weird. Don't do that. Damn. I, I will be married for two days at that point. So I you get married? I'm fucked. Yeah. Nice. Married. You're getting married in two days. Oh, uh, two days at that point. Yeah. September seventh. Oops. Yeah. Oh. oh, wait. I'm trying to show you a picture of her. Yeah, you're just playing rock and roll. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. her. Oh yeah, I can dig it. She's very attractive. Yeah, she's, she's got like such a strong face, which I like. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it could really. And you it, could. She could really smash some stuff with that face. 
<laughs> she could really beat, beat love, somebody just, up. Just I love her. I think she's just, great. Just face you right in the face with her face. You know, you know who else I have a really big crush on is uh, Tegan Quinn from oh, Tegan and Sarah. Yeah. yeah, of course. Okay, I'm glad you're with me of on course. that. Of course, that person either. You don't know who Tegan Tegan and Sarah are. Mm-mm. Oh, they're some like of the a, best ooh. music that's ever been made. I would not recognize either of them if there was a picture of them up on the screen right now, but. I have this uh, this residual anger towards them for something that is not their fault. And what's that? Uh, they were put on a show that was poorly arranged and poorly executed. So I bought tickets for my brother to see Cake. I bought him for his birthday. It was a big deal. It well, was... that was your first mistake right there. <laughs> going to see Cake. I fucking love Cake, dude. Cake, cake is too. awesome. What? It, really? Um, yeah. I've never listened you? to him. Okay. So I'm in Brett's camp. <laughs> nice. Point of the story <laughs> is we bought tickets to see the headlining band, right? So, um, and we were, it was when we were living in New York, and we go to the show. It was probably doors at 7 for an 8 o'clock start. So we were probably in there at like 7.30. And uh, Eugene Merman, the comedian, love. he opened, love him too. I'm on the fence about comedians opening rock shows. It's not always yeah, good. Yeah, when you said that, that was um, weird. <laughs> and uh, and if it's done properly, it can be great. But so what happened was Eugene comes on and he does probably uh, 15 minutes, a half hour of comedy. He brings on Gogo Bordello. Nice. Gogo Bordello cool. does what Gogo Bordello does. They're fucking swinging from the rafters. They tear the building to the ground. They're fucking, you know, it's just like this insane, like frenetic energy. Then Eugene comes back on and does like another 15 minutes of comedy. And then Tegan and Sarah come on. Thank you. And our Tegan and Sarah. And so it was just like this, the way that the flow or the energy uh, went through the show was, I was just like, what, why is this? It's band? a weird lineup. Yeah. Why is this band here? What well, is going on? Well, what's funny is they would actually probably fit into that, into that slot better now because they're, they've moved into like a much yeah, more, they're just, they're just uh, like a pop 80s band. Popping. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Cause at the time it, I, they, they were like they, an acoustic duo. Yeah. yeah like was, when was this? Yeah. It, this was in like, Oh, Four. Okay, yeah. Uh, so yeah, they no, were. It, they, they, it was just them and guitars. Yeah, no, it was just them and guitars, and it was they just sounded like uh like the toned down Indigo, Indigo Girls or something like that. Well, and then Cake come out, and then and then la- like the last thing that was like the the icing on the cake was Cake didn't uh, get on stage until after ten o'clock, and the venue had to be closed at eleven. Oh shit! So we're there for four hours for less than an hour of the band that we actually paid to see. That's a bummer. <clears throat> that does suck, but that is not. Tegan and Sarah's fault. It is fault, not their fault. No. But because they are great. But I just they, have, that, I have that association. Um, Weirdest lineup I ever saw was Blink-182 with Cypress Hill. <laughs> that doesn't <laughs> seem that weird to me. It, it's normal now. They're going on tour with Lil Wayne. No, yeah. But even right? Yeah, but it's, even it, it is now. The Wayne thing, and I was like, <laughs> all right, but in, t- what, 2006 or no, something that, like that? that makes sense like, to me. They seem, because they're both like equally juvenile. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like yeah, Cypress yeah. Hill is not as that far as the, I know. That was the yeah, first like, time I that was the first time I smelt weed. Oh, well, nice. Blink One Eighty Two fans and Cypress Hill fans were not cool with each other when they were all originally Blink One Eighty Two fans and Cypress Hill fans. But as adults, they have now come to appreciate one another's music, so they can go to the same concert. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> they just remember it more vaguely from the era, and it's just kind of all blended together, as right. opposed to being like this the the adolescent tribalism that uh, that we all get stuck in we went to see blink 182 and they were here two years ago at the taco bell arena really two years ago and they were good are you like a blink fan yeah. oh i like Blink oh yeah they're good even with a different rock trio 
He's so Xander with I, the dude well, from they're Contra, not. Yeah. His he's just a B rate mark. He sucks. To me, the the drum, Travis Barker makes that band. Like he's a phenomenal drummer. I think that dude seems just, cool as hell. There's a lot of a lot of texture missing without I'd Tom. Hang out with him. Like a lot of depth in the. A music. lot of whining. And now that you say <laughs> it about Little Wayne going on like that, they're doing a tour together because Travis Barker does a few songs in Little Wayne's. Oh yeah. Like he, hardcore album that he tried to do. He drums for rappers all the time well he drums for everybody all the time because he's fucking badass uh, he was with p diddy and dave navario in a fucking song in like 2004 he played drums on the most recent mxpx album really really <laughs> yeah how do you know that and i don't that's real weird uh, i i like <laughs> mxpx is still a thing oh they yeah are. they'll never because die. well for for one i uh i found saw that um MXPX did a cover of the of San Dimas High School Football Rules by the Ataris, and I was like, "Well, I love that song. Got to check that fine. out." Uh, then I also something else popped up while I was searching for that about how Mike Herrera, the singer and bass player of MXPX, was on House Hunters, an episode of House oh, Hunters. Oh yeah, I really? still need to watch that. Yeah, MXPX is like my favorite childhood band. And so. then I found out that he also has a podcast, and I was like, I'll check that out. It's and I listened to an episode. Oh, okay, so you know about that. And I heard him mention it on the podcast on his podcast. Oh wow, so. yeah, because they like they disbanded essentially like as the core group, but they still sometimes they'll play shows together. Sometimes they or won't. no wait. He also plays bass in Goldfinger. No, that's that's what I was thinking of. Travis Barker played with Mike Herrera on the Goldfinger album. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. That's what I was thinking. Because they, yeah, I was like, they still record together. This, is, this conversation is only for me and I you. know. I know. That's why we're <laughs> looking directly at each other and no one that's else good. in the room. We're learning so much about Travis Barker, so it's good. Ultimately, that the show was. It, you know, he that, got that blood clots from dirty needles from the hospital after his uh, from airplane crash. Oh, wow. wow! He had blood clots so like a, a few months ago. You guys and that's sound so enthused with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I will. I will say this. Hospitals. I think Blink One Eighty Two is was cool, right? I Blink One. They definitely have their place in my heart. But everything after "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket." Nope. Sucks a butt. Self-titled so, album is incredible. No. It's incredible. No, it's not. Yep. Thank you. Really? I love it. Dude, no. fuck that. I like, I like the song Build This Pool a lot. That's a good song. Yeah, I listen. The, I've listened to everything they've song. put out. Neighbor, I would okay. rather, I'd rather listen to Neighborhoods over fucking the California. I don't know. The, the California you, album came anybody, out right when that concert, like that's when they were started touring. So I was like, dude, this is fucking dope. So I, I just, kind of was like, I, I Tom DeLong sucks. I just think it's weird that 40 year olds <laughs> are still singing about high school crushes. So yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't get behind it. Uh, we actually, guys, I'm sorry, but we have to wrap up. I know this is riveting stuff. I am sorry. <laughs> I know people could just listen We've... to us talk about Blink-182 for at least another two hours. You know, I wish we would have gotten here say, sooner. Yeah, can we just talk about Blink-182 Let's just start all a pod, week um, next week? <laughs> the whole the whole two hours next week, Blink-182. Blink-182. I know sure. you don't have a topic on this show, but... Rename in. it the Blink-182 cast. <laughs> There's probably already 40 Cast-182. I'll just play their songs in the background the whole time. <laughs> uh, if I was going to start a podcast about any sort of like thing in like media thing, it would be about the channel. It'd be about MTV's The Challenge. Uh, and I would go through and watch all of it and do a, a like a 
uh, episode. Never, what is and, this? Yeah. I don't okay. Know. It started. Recap. Okay. What's a, what's it's a, it's the real the real world road rules challenge. Oh, okay. And it has carried on, and now it's just called the challenge. Uh, and it's the best show on the planet. It, 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 it. It's defined um, our generation, and nobody knows about it. How anymore. much do you know about the Miz, Mike Mizanin, from Real World, and he hosted a lot of those shows. None. Real world road rules. Uh, right. The, the yes. The name. The name sounds familiar. Okay. Well, he's like but... he was like a host, but he's a wrestler now. So uh... if, we, if we ever talk about him and just that aspect of his life, maybe we'll have you on. Well, okay. Because uh, I'm all I'm all about Johnny Bananas. Everybody knows that. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Bananas is my man. I root for him every time. Uh, uh, anyways, we're going to wrap this up because this yeah. is stupid. Yeah. Uh, the first half of this show was really good, I think. Oh, jeez. Thanks, bud. <laughs> yeah. We showed up right at half. You and know? Kyle and Brett showed up and just <laughs> Nothing, tanked the whole fucking you guys, thing. We yeah, had, you guys missed uh, Our topics us. were very I'm used. I'm different. used to this by now, so... It's, I was I, I to being a downer. No, I just expect oh. yeah. I, I expected to just ruin everything anytime. I don't. So. It was the break that ruined it. At least you know. Well, uh, you know. what can you what can you fucking do? Uh, it's a long show, you know. It's, true. it's very true. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. If you have been listening, thank you, Derek. Say bye. See ya. Thanks, Leo. Bye. Thanks, Kyle. Adios. Thanks, Brett. Thank you. I. I had a great half. I had a great half too. <laughs> half was great. I had a blast. No, thank you very much. I, I look I forward think we to all doing did a this really another good time. Job. I just I just wish we could talk about Blink a little bit more because I got a lot of thoughts on Cheshire Cat. If you, want. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say I talked about Blink because I got a lot of thoughts on Chester Bennington. <laughs> no, oh oh, from because they were supposed to do a, a tour and then he passed away and then uh, tour. Oh, gotcha. But you said shh, and I went that direction cheshire over cat's great over though again. <laughs> anyways all right okay take, chris cornell thanks uh thanks for listening okay. and you all enjoy yourselves <laughs> good night